Well, I say love, oh, love, can it love? I say love. Cool. And then everyone sounds good. We're all good. Uh, oh, man. When the dawn's away, the Patricks get to play. Whoop de doo. Oh my gosh. Why am I nervous? That's insane. Okay. Uh <laughs> driving. I'm driving. Uh, you're driving the car, yeah. Uh, I'm driving the car. Okay. Uh hello and welcome to the award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Patrick Gremion. What the hell? And I'm Marcelina Chavira. Yeah, there we go. Woo, okay. I, I am Patrick today. Oh, yes. It's... I am honored to be Patrick today. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> and so, no dons. That means out with uh, references to films shot in the year 1977. Uh, <laughs> in with, uh, I guess, references to Goku. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. kind of like Don is very much, yeah, Robert Altman. Uh, 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 Gene Hackman films, The Conversation, I'm Goku, I'm Vegeta, I'm uh, <laughs> Squirtle. Those are my touchstones. That's 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 my enduring, la- cinematic language. Enduring cinema. Enduring cinema. Enduring. Pokemon's the first movie. The world's strong. These are my Francis Ford Coppola's. <laughs> These, that's my apocalypse now. We're talking Pokemon the first movie, the second one, Pokemon the third movie. I think they're just all the third movie, the fourth movie, the fifth movie, etc. Is the second one the Mew? Mew? T- Never no, mind. No, that's the first one. That's the oh, first dude. one. Oh, dude. Mm, mm, mm. Looks like uh, you're you're fired. No, I'm just. Oh I'm no. Fired. <laughs> I wouldn't. That'd be so insane if I was like, you have to leave. <laughs> how, right. how dare you? I'm actually. Uh, man, we gotta we gotta introduce our guest. We're already off the rails. I feel I feel insane co-hosting. I think it's just like there's like so much coffee and like adrenaline, and not having Don here, it's like I'm just an unmoored uh, ghoul. I'm just uh, prowling the ocean. What? A balloon without a string. I am a balloon without a string. I'm I'm a freaking I'm a freaking art film. <laughs> uh, this is our wonderful guest he is currently he has worked on and will soon be releasing on hulu a documentary called the rise and fall of victoria's secret he is a wonderful previous guest a a, oh no am i uh can you guys hear me yeah okay good for a split second it looked like my uh screen had frozen uh he is um he is a former champ. He is a former guest. Give it up for the wonderful, effervescent Graham High. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, I am in favor of us uh, going down this anime rabbit hole. Like, Don comes back like a dad on vacation, and then all he has is, like, Dragon Ball Z and uh, Pokemon and, you know, whatever else we got to. Sailor Moon, let's go back to the classics. I, I want to go Cowboy Bebop. We'll yes. go Bebop, yeah. We'll go Neon, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. We can do all the all the all the big boys, all the good all ones. All the big ones. Oh, yeah. man, all, all the all the hot dogs. Oh my god. I'd love to force Don to watch anime. 
I would love to <laughs> clockwork orange style uh-huh. one, to watch like five seasons of Dragon Ball. I think that's the only way I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> little fires on his eyes. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, cool. uh, but thanks for having me back, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, I think last time it was a lot of uh, Meryl Streep uh, drama. So I've really enjoyed that we could get in and just get some tight Wesley Snipes uh, sports comedy action. I mean, it's been really great. Yeah, it's a different it's a different flavor of season. It's very much, and I think Snipes, uh, it's kind of wild actually how in some ways the Snipes films, there's like a little more variety with the features. Maybe just because there's less films to pick from and that makes the bracket a little more disparate uh there's like yeah there's like an interesting variety you got drama you got action you got comedy it's and it's very much less i feel like meryl streep she became she went on that oscar route so quickly that she kind of got relegated to like the um important film zone which uh snipes i uh didn't really have that track for uh whatever reason for good or for uh poor uh, so Graham, what is uh, your snipe saga? You gotta give me the. You gotta, oh my god! I already feel like a train off the rails. I'm, yeah, no, this great. Is, I'm driving yeah. through Ralphs right now. The train is driving through Ralphs. That's what the GPS says. So we're yeah. on track. Yeah. We're all there. <laughs> uh, uh, what's so your snipe yeah, saga? like 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 many uh, men of a certain age. Uh, mm. Demo- I think Demolition Man was my first, and Me too. the reason, yeah, Demolition Man. I, mean, I, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, so I would say my motivation for watching it was this was when I think it came out what ninety. It came out right when I was discovering I was going through puberty, and I thought that every R movie had boobs in it for some mm. reason. And my buddy and I would be like, "Oh, we're gonna." rent an R movie and watch it and we're like demolition man's got to have some boobs in it and then we're like oh this is a cool movie i'm, sorry. I'm just i don't know i was and, just had to be like yeah and there are boobs in it there are boobs in it yeah i mean yeah hey also that, some great nude sylvester stallone in a weird yeah. ice hockey puck yeah <laughs> which, which apparently i feel like don has said this in the past like that prop is in a bunch of like uh What's the the Hard Rock Cafe Planet Hollywood? That like that yeah, you can yeah. see the prop yeah, in a bunch yeah, of places, right. like the weird nude Sylvester Stallone uh-huh. puck as you're eating. Uh, what was it chicken tenders that were coated in like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Captain Crunch? You can see a uh-huh. you can see a, 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 an angry nude Stallone. <laughs> but what a physique! That man had yeah. a physique. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was uh, Snipes. Snipes. I haven't really. I was looking at his filmography. I've only seen a lot of his films, so this is really nice. Uh, I haven't seen either one of the films we're talking about today. Wow. They, they were always, yeah, they were always on my, you know, zeitgeist radar, but I just never. We weren't a sports film family. I feel so, that. I, yeah. I was not a same same here. My family, we're we're not a sports film family. We're an action movie family. Mm-hmm. My family yeah. is. Uh... I don't know if we have a specific genre. That's actually an interesting, I don't think anyone in my family is like, hmm, only Westerns here. We only, uh, only (laughs) kitchen sink melodramas, sir. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh, yeah. Only only, uh, how green was my valley and 
Uh, <laughs> giant. Those are the only two types of films we'll play in this house. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Off the rails, in the Ralphs. Okay. Uh, Wes- Wesley Snipes does seem like he makes good movies that, oh, my uncle and my cousins are coming over. Let's throw on the latest Wesley Snipes film. He's a very, like, he's going to hit it right down the field. Get it, get you a double. For- <laughs> yeah, he will hit you. I think like he's that's, like that's his sports term, right? Get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, didn't play sports very often, so we may encounter that. Oh yeah, uh, no, I've only played baseball maybe twice in my life. Uh, I was in <laughs> soccer when I was around five, which mm. consisted mainly of us being distracted by dandelions on the field. So. Oh. That's my sports. I feel that. Like, I, uh, when I was six, I played soccer and I stopped when a, uh, a, a referee, I think, fell on me. That's my memory. Uh, the referee, like, I just remember there was a moment where, like, I, a much larger person than me, like, it was like the, an eclipse happened, like the sun, like, it was just darkness. And then just a giant man fell on me and I was crying. And I think that like it just ended. Maybe there's an alternate reality where I'm like the American Pele. Who knows? Had that referee not fallen me, uh, I just I bring a, I bring a soccer to America. We get rid of the NFL. Football just gets known as football here. Uh, you know the, what? An alternate path I could have led. What a what a, what a lost opportunity. Um, Damn that stepfather for trying yeah. to spend time with you. Damn, damn, damn my imaginary stepfather. My imaginary, I'm trying to think of like what country, oh God, I guess Mexico or like Ireland. So I, so I was going to say Ireland, but I was like, I don't know if Ireland likes uh but they must like football. They all like football. Yeah. They all, every yeah. country except America loves football. Yeah, they love it. I can't get enough of it. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> mm, quite. Super, uh, okay. super important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I gotta. Okay. It's so hard yeah, being yeah. the. I'm not the. I'm you not know a what leader. else is important, Patrick? What? The oeuvre of Wesley Snipes. Ah, you got Ooh. me back into it. Yes. High energy. We're back into it. On Woo! track. On target. That's a good I, sidekick. I, yes. Good sidekick. Good co host. We co-host. are equal. Sorry. We yeah. are equal. Yeah. Co- <laughs> co- yeah. Co co squad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I am, I am not Don Psych. Oh I yeah, am, no, I am is... just as important as Don. Of I that is fair. Yeah, y'all, we all know this and agree. Uh, that'd be so- yeah. Ah, God, I just it is crazy doing this. I feel weird. I feel insane. It, does, it yeah, feels insane. I feel insane. Okay, the here we go. Still going. Okay, <laughs> we're entering. We're entering the bracket. We're gonna cover the mm-hmm. chronological first movie. Major League. I'm going to pull a Don, do the classic Don move. Uh, Major League was released in the year of our Lord. And our Lord, uh, maybe it's Chobu, who knows? Uh, 1989, directed by David S. Ward, starring Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, Corbin Benson, Margaret Ritt- Witten, James Gammon, Rene Russo, Bob Euchre, and then all the way down after that, our fr- good friend Wesley Snipes. He's like low. He's like a low uh, on the brack on the um on the cast list, which is surprising. Is he above uh, or below Dennis Haybert? He is above Dennis Haysbert. He is above Dennis Haysbert, and he is above uh, Chelsea Ross, who plays the uh, kind of like the scummy uh, 
Southern uh, pitcher, uh, Eddie Harris. Uh, Major League on Rotten Tomatoes has a 83%. The critical consensus, Major League may be predictable and formulaic, but buoyed by the script's light, silly humor, not to mention the well-built sports action sequences and funny performances. Uh, I said that like there would be more, and there isn't. <laughs> I said that. I wrote, That's all you need, baby. That's all you need. I, 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 or I said that. I thought there was going to be another sentence. There was not. The end. Uh, Richard Corliss, the late Richard Corliss, actually. Uh, I remember reading him in Time Magazine. Uh, Richard Corliss, uh, uh, I guess this is not really a rave, but he said Major League doesn't try too hard to, or aim too high, but it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that's like a succinct. Yeah, I get that. Um, here we go. Plot of the movie. I'm going to give the basics here because you already know the plot if you've been listening to the podcast. If you haven't, what are you doing? Go back a couple episodes, sir, or ma'am, madam, or anyone. Uh, here we go. Uh Former Las Vegas showgirl Rachel Phelps inherits the Cleveland Indians baseball team from her deceased husband. Phelps hates Cleveland and wants to relocate the team to Miami. The Indians contract with Cleveland contains an escape clause stipulating that the team may relocate only if attendance for an entire season is below 800,000. That means they will likely have to finish dead last to reduce fan interest and relocate to Miami. Uh, And so in order to do this, they put together like the worst team, uh, possible a bunch of uh cads cads and creeps and uh of ne'er-do-wells ne'er-do-wells miscreants street rat characters (laughs) surprised aladdin himself is not part of the trying to steal a a crust of bread from uh (laughs) rachel's and (laughs) trying to steal her pomeranian uh that movie this movie would be really sick if an animated aladdin yeah That would have made the movie so much better. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And equally as racist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%. Um, So, you know, the the crew of characters includes Roger Dorn, who's kind of like this uh, primo drama jerk, uh, played by Corbin Benson, uh, aging uh, Southern cad uh, Eddie Harris, played by Chelsea Ross, uh, Pedro Serrano, a voodoo practicing uh, Cuban import, uh, a character <laughs> a little weird. Um, and then the kind of like, the, and then um, of course we have the star of our bracket, not the star of this movie, uh, Willie Mays Hayes, uh, who is. I, I would say he's like the one person who came to spring training who wasn't designed to like. Um, he was not picked. Yeah, he was not. Not only was he not picked yet, he wasn't like there uh, with a goal. He wasn't like desi- a designated uh, person that would like destroy this team. So he has he like actual skills. Uh, so, um, you know, these guys go have a bunch of goofs together. Uh, there's a very questionable romantic subplot with Tom Barron. The main uh-huh. character literally aggressively stalks his ex-wife. Oh, yeah. Showing up to her place of work and yelling at her and breaking into her house several times. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, a, a plot that would not exist yeah. in, in this modern light. Strangely, uh, up until 10, 15 years ago, very common uh, acts for romantic leads be like yeah i'm just gonna stalk the person i love likely get arrested in real life but up until recently we were like no that's a that's a good romance story right there that's part of twilight 
Yeah. <laughs> I find this relatable. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh you know, and then uh, against all odds, uh, spoiler alert, uh, these lovable rogues uh, end up winning the whole damn thing uh, to the chagrin of Rachel Phelps. Uh, so forget about the rest of the movie. Let's talk about Wesley for a bit. What do you guys think of Wesley Snipes' performance in this movie? Uh, and I guess juxtaposition to the other people he's kind of surrounded by. I'll, I'll defer to you, Marcelina. Uh, I've been chatting plenty. I'd love to hear what you, what you oh, think about Oh, it. thank you very much. Uh, he was woefully underused. Uh, yeah, 100%. I, I think, woefully. like, yeah, he's like a, I, I like his character. I think he does a really fun job. Like, I really love the scene where he's in, you know, he, they take him out of, they, uh, take his bed and put it by the training yeah. uh, thing. And he's like, did I get cut already? Like, he's very funny. And like, anytime he like is, you know, doing bits with the other parent characters, you know, be it like him being a part of that, like Mary, like kind of like, there's like a core trio. I feel like over the course of the movie that becomes Willie Mays, Hayes, uh, Charlie Sheen is uh, wild thing. Vaughn and Tom Berenger. Those are kind of like the three people we end up glomming onto the most. Like whenever they, um, you know, are hanging out together. Like, I feel like he brings some uh, entertaining energy to their moments. He encouraged some form of sexual assault at one point. I think that, that was, <laughs> that is, that's the energy I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's like, yeah, uh, stalk your stalk your ex, man. Yeah, just oh, show yeah. up and follow is, her around. Is he the one? I forgot that he was the one that uh uh did that, man. That is he, and his face is like he's like in, incredulous. He's like, uh yeah, that's what you yeah. do. Like I'm <laughs> suggesting supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, costumes, by the way, were fantastic in this. Oh movie. yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. whoever dressed him was having fun. I appreciated that. Snipes. How about the yeah? I was just saying about the with. The first time you see him, too, that car, you never see yeah. his car again, really. Ah, it's but such he, a cool car. Yeah, it's like this bug with, like, some kind of, like, Rolls Royce. Was a Roy- I think it was yeah. a Rolls Royce. It was just a, a shorter one. Yeah. Because that was the thing in the 80s, is to have a Rolls Royce. Oh, so it was. I thought it was, like, some kind of fused together VW bug no, with no, it, but that was, like, an actual... Little, yeah, just, just a little of, one. it was a Roadster. Not oh, a, wow. Yeah. I, I think that's, like... If you're gonna do a movie like this, you have to have all your weird, uh, your ne'er do wells kind of be. They don't necessarily have to be like fleshed out all the way, but I think they have to have interesting traits, and they have to be like kind of, like you. It's a, it behooves the production design to like, kind of cement each of their characters and their spe- um, specific like quirks and personality differences. And I think this movie does a good job of like at the very least, very broadly, kind of giving each of the five or six uh, baseball leads their own little game to play, which is uh, fun and makes the movie more interesting. I also love that, like, Cleveland's such a good... It's a bummer that they have, like, a horribly racist mascot. It's, 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 it's every, it's, every single time any of the, like, rituals or traditions of the team came up, it was it was rough. It was, it was yeah, so rough. It's it's totally brutal, but um, and but I do like the uh, the chorus element of this movie. How we're constantly seeing all the different people, like, because I feel like Cleveland is such a specific weird uh, 
Like it was janitor. Janitor was in it. Yeah, Neil yeah, Flynn. Scrubs, yeah. Yeah. Old Neil. Uh well, Pat- Patrick Goffey, your I, I really enjoyed this is my favorite thing about this film is how efficient it was. Like it's yeah. a lean, it's a lean, like the characters arriving, like they all land one right after the other. You get a sense of who everybody is. Mm-hmm. Uh you have a bunch of great like three line scenes just to be like do 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 really quick montages. Yeah. And it's I it felt like an old movie that way, like an old 1940s, 50s movie where it's like yeah, hey, I'm a yeah. smart guy, but 80s, of course, with its own problems. But I really enjoyed, like, I it doesn't have a lot of fat on it. It's like Wesley Snipes' body, just lean, powerful, <laughs> energetic. Nice. Like, yes. impre- yeah, I'm going to bring it back as much as I can. But, to, able to <laughs> sleep, but able to sleep sound enough to not recognize that your bed <laughs> is being moved outside of the... <laughs> that is kind of like, like, damn, like, heavy sleeper. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's like, yeah, it's like a matter of like every, they hit, every character has a clear game and they hit the game very efficiently. And I feel like that's been lost in a lot of movies, especially uh, comedies. Uh, I think like, yeah, it would behoove, uh, I don't know, like it's good. It's just good to like, okay, I know that Charlie Sheen is like a, a rough fellow. Like he's, oh my, yeah. And like, he's going to just like fall, always kind of play this way. And I know that Corbin Benson's a bit of a prude. Yeah, no, they do a good job of kind of like giving everyone their games. If, although I will say, if anything, I feel like Willie's, Willie Mays Hayes kind of has the least clear game of all the, uh, of all yeah, the. Yeah, I, I think, I think he made up for it with like his physical work. I thought that yeah. he used his physicality really well. Yeah, well, it's a testament to, I think, Wesley Snipes is a performer that mm-hmm. he's able to make this character interesting despite the fact that he doesn't have, like, a a clear place to kind of hang his hat when compared to everyone else. Like, he doesn't have, like, uh, uh, the false Christianity of Eddie or, like, uh, the weird snobbishness of Roger Dorn. Um, I also love uh, James Gammon in this movie, and I feel like... Uh, I wish that yeah, he played Yoda. I feel like he has that. <laughs> he is good. He's a good, like, uh, he's kind of like a good baseball sensei in this movie. Uh, I really love, like, he's the only sympathetic character in the entire. <laughs> yeah. And his, his voice is just, yeah, him and, like, there's, like, a weird, I feel like watching, there's a bunch of Academy Academy movies we've been watching lately with, like, weird, craggly old men. And James Gammon, it's, like, him and, like, Chris Christopherson. There's a couple others, but there's like all these like very specific craggly guys that all talk like this. Like, Mark, their legs doesn't work too good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have su- I have surprising prostate control despite my age. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive that he pees on Dorn's oh, yeah. uh, contract. Takes him. Does it immediately. I feel like, yeah. I feel yeah. like uh, in real life, there'd be like a bunch of like, just wait, just wait a minute. I have to, yeah. don't look at me. Yeah. Oh, no. Mar- Marcelina, I think you're right, though, about Snipes. Um, I was really struck by how physical he is. He's such a, like, it's a whole body, like head to toe performance for both the films, but compared to Meryl Streep and you guys at Al Pacino, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, last season, I mean, who are very, in their own ways, different. Like Wesley is so 
like head to toe, like enthusiastic. It's all almost kabuki level sometimes. Like it's every down to his fingers. It's really cool to see. And if him. you do compare it to like Blade, where he's mm-hmm. like a, a brick shit hat, like he's uh-huh. big imposing presence it's really cool to see like both of those like strong hits and martial mm-hmm. arts this like bendy gumby kind of guy yeah a hundred percent like he i think like yeah like that's kind of like the pleasure of doing the snipes bracket is he's like the only person we've covered that can do like a jump kick <laughs> he's like <laughs> like he's the only person we've covered that like i know like he, I mean, maybe Meryl Streep could kick my ass. I feel like there's like a Meryl Streep like trained. If I gave Meryl Streep like two months to train, <laughs> she would 100% be able to beat me up. Uh, uh-huh. But I feel like Wesley Snipes could right now just oh, yeah. totally like obliterate me. So like, yeah, it is kind of like, um, it's cool. And, then, and it doesn't like take away. He's still like an interesting, charming uh Sometimes oh, he yeah. comes even off as like erudite. Like he's like very yeah. like, yeah, like he has like, he, there's like a refinedness to his performances that uh, isn't tampered by his like physicality, which I appreciate. Uh, and not to take, yeah, he has like this depth and emotional accessibility, which is really impressive. Uh, but it's like, man, it just like pops off the screen. Like uh, my favorite scene, like yeah, I love the, the him, like where he shows how fast he is, but yeah. when he sees <laughs> he doesn't have the red tag in his locker and he's just like, takes it outside he's like yeah, and, he's yeah. and then you just see the wide shot and he just like woohoos and like you know a lot of i've just been thinking about swap in different actors and you know, like he pulls it off where it's endearing and like hilarious at the same time rather than just like a woohoo i made the team it's this kind of yeah, unique he, moment he adds like a depth like i think it's fair to say that there aren't that many actors that could have made Willie Mays Hayes pop the way that he does. I think that if you like, I think literally the only actor I can think of that could bring like the joy and uh, like that. Uh, God, I was going to say Schwada yeah. Davis if that fucking yeah. means anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I was going to say like the, the, the that, br- that, that brings like the, like the only actor that could bring like the genuine like entertainment factor that Snipes brings to this role is maybe Eddie Murphy. Maybe. That was exactly that's, what I was thinking. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking too. That's literally the only one. Cause like, I don't even think like, cause I love Denzel Washington, incredible actor. I don't even think he has that like, like that charm that he's charming, but like it's a different kind. Like Wesley Snipes just has a different energy that this role needs like it's like a fun there's like a fun there's like a streak of fun going through this that wesley snipes can bring that a lot of other actors cannot i also add richard Pryor in there though i wouldn't put him i wouldn't i would not uh uh um insult him by putting him in this movie (laughs) I i would say here i would say that here's my take with richard Pryor. i think he wouldn't be good for the Hayes the part. of it, yeah. He would be good for the Eddie part. The the that 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 the old like uh, that part. Like you'd have to do the make that character a little different. Yeah. But him him sparring against Joe uh, with against uh, Dennis Haysbert's character would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be good. Uh oh man. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think like 
Is there anything else anyone wants to? I feel like we've done a good job of kind I of stating. I think that movie needs to be burned with fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a tough, it's a rough, it's a rough film. It's a bummer because like there's aspects of this movie I really like. There are like genuinely like I do like I like uh, anytime there's a group of dumb fuck ups. Uh, uh, maybe because I'm a dumb fuck up, I find that yeah. I find that relatable. I'm like, uh, oh, these are my people, the ding dogs. I'm a fellow ding dog. Uh, well, they, you're, not, you're not you're not that ding dog oh no i'm not no i'm not i'm not an evil ding dong when you're they do evil, evil stuff i'm a good dog. i'm a good at very at the worst i'm chaotic neutral i'm a chaotic neutral ding <laughs> yeah. dog. well uh, i don't i don't want to give it a i don't want to give it a pass but it seems like it's all of its time you know i mean not to say it's but it's i feel like everything is kind of like in j- jiving with where everyone was in 1988 so it's like We've just now come like the Indians are just now changing their name. And it it's is like, man, this is 2022. Yeah. And that was like 40 years. I mean, not 40 years, about 30 years before they even thought about it. But yeah, I'm it is funny, like with our modern lens, you look back and you're like, oh my God, like we were all sitting in a movie theater laughing at this stuff. But I guess what I'm I'm just trying to say, it didn't seem like it's out of sync with 1988. It doesn't oh, seem yeah. like it was. Oh, no, it was very, very in keeping with the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it's very of its time, for sure, 100%. Can, can I pitch this one thing, though, which yeah, I think is the progressive away. side of it? So I think it's a populist movie. It's a class movie. So yeah. if you think about it, I mean, they're starting with, like, the, the blue-collar Cleveland, like, all these... Uh, mills and these guys playing baseball see that's and what then, i like about it yeah and then who are the bad guys like well you have of course the rich lady that wants to move to miami she yeah. was a former showgirl she worked her ass yeah. off. <laughs> oh hey i have a sex quick... work is work oh, wait, okay yeah. <laughs> it's work <laughs> yeah. wait uh grand finish her money <laughs> yeah. so i mean yeah it was, i mean uh she yeah i mean <laughs> So not to shame her that, but she's also, she's a rich person that wants to go to where the other rich people are. And then you have the new boyfriend of Rene Russo's character, who's like a rich uh, lawyer and all of those upper class people. And then uh, pretty much all every, I mean, those are kind of the two main ones, but every, even the Yankees, you know, they kind of symbolize money and baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have this worker, this blue collar thing. And I think in a way that's, kind of the redemptive side of it is like, Hey, you could get these working class people together from different, you know, ethno socio circles and mm-hmm. then get together and then defeat, you know, if I'm, this is me putting in like, I try to put the class lens on it and be like, well, how can you kind of explore it? And I think, it, you know, if you want to do a think piece, you could, but everyone would be like, don't even want to read it because of all these other problems <laughs> that we're doing no, here. I, I disagree. The only redemptive, arc in the thing was the uh jobu and uh um was jobu jobu even though that characterization is horrifically racist i thought it was a beautiful critique of the hypocrisy of christianity and the enduring power of indigenous faith but did you like the end where he said uh fuck the i believe in myself I mean, yeah, I, I did. Was, I like that I mean, a lot. Because I mean, that's the ultimate thing. Is like no guys, you know, no masters, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am my own god. <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah. that's a cool, that's a cool, I mean, what I think is you could take these like critiques on these films and like kind of really see, uh, you know, who we are and what, where we've come from. But um, I don't know, that's something I was really kind of into as far as like the class thing. Like that's something I think uh, we're still kind of looking at today. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, uh, especially like when you consider like um, how even like how Cleveland has become more disparate in the future. Like a yeah. lot of like, it's so funny. If you were to, you know, do a modern reboot of uh, Major League and set it in Cleveland, uh, there would not be any conversation conversations taking place in a factory because <laughs> they're all gone. Like the all those hard, all those blue collar jobs have been eradicated. They'd all be, they'd all be yeah. like Uber drivers and. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. There'd be there'd be an undocumented construction worker. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like yeah, but it's like I think there's like it. That's an interesting, and yeah, I feel like um, it's you, also you got, go for like, it. Sorry, no, sorry. I, I was just gonna say like it's it's also telling too that uh, they were some, um so this movie was gonna be filmed in um uh Cleveland, but because they were a union town and they required like the film crews to like you know pay those union prices they end up going to milwaukee to film it which is kind of like kind of that feels like a union yeah that's a metaphor in a nutshell i don't know that's i mean something but um oh and then also another interesting thing was so margaret witten's character rachel they had a version of this film that ended with her they almost uh and a version of there was a version of this movie that would have had her be the mastermind behind everything like she would have been like this was secretly her plan all along to like get the team to where they are at the end of the movie like it was all like a purposefully done but apparently audiences like love to hate her so much yeah that they scrapped that uh ending which is mildly feminist uh ending to mildly <laughs> yeah my, oh very mildly oh man yeah uh very mildly feminist ending uh that was unfortunately scrapped uh Okay. Did you guys talk about this really quick with the first time you covered this? I didn't realize how much like Ted Lasso had ripped from this movie. It's basically Ted Lasso. Um, oh, 100%. It's crazy. I didn't, I was like, wait a second. But Ted Lasso gave more meat to the, the villain of the character, the, the wife that inherits the team. Um, or is Major League evil Ted Lasso? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dark mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. Uh, negative negative zone Ted Lasso with an evil goatee instead of his uh, playful mustache. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. Let's, let's, let's pitch evil yeah. Ted Lasso. I feel like there's a company. I bet we can get Tubi to make that into a thing. <laughs> they don't care about any of those. They don't care about yeah. that. <laughs> Copyright Ted laws. Lasso is uh, actually already be- made. It's called Yellowstone. Uh, ooh, mm. <laughs> a Taylor Sheridan joint. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, our next film. We're moving on. We're moving on. I, I the, the the good ship uh, podcast is. We're out of Ralph's. I back the train, the boat. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to Gelson's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to another, uh, going to another supermarket. Uh, and that supermarket, uh, you go into that supermarket. Uh, for some reason, there's a bunch of, uh, there's one of those boxes of DVDs. Uh, you pull out one of those DVDs and it's this movie we're talking about now. White Men Can't Jump. 
uh, White Men Can Jump, released in 1992, directed by Ron Shelton of uh, Bull Durham fame, uh, starring Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, and of course, Rosie Perez. Uh, I kind of said that almost like Don Pardo, but then I kind of gave up. Uh, <laughs> sleepy Don Pardo. Uh, <laughs> Rosie Perez. <laughs> critical, uh, wh- uh, the critical consensus of White Men Can Jump is 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. That should be a little higher. Uh, critical consensus. White Men Can Jump provides a fresh take on the sports comedy genre with a clever script and a charismatic trio of leads pronounced that properly didn't uh, act like there was another clause in that sentence uh <laughs> the um roger ebert review of white men can jump ends with this sentence uh opa. here we go here is a comedy of great high spirits with an undercurrent of sadness and sweetness that makes it a lot better than the plot itself could possibly suggest. I think that's an apt, uh, that's an interesting, an apt description. I feel like this is like one of those movies where um, you think it's going to be one thing going in and it's a little like turns into something else. Like the end, especially like, like I don't think anyone entering the spoiler zone, I don't think anyone walking into theaters in 1992 walked in thinking like the climax of this film would be like a Jeopardy game. Like that's like, that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought that was the end of the movie. Yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, oh, cool. Yeah, this is great. They get back together, blah, blah, blah. And then there was like another movie uh-huh. after the end of the movie. <laughs> no, this yeah. is like, this is, you know, it's like Lord of the Rings Return of the Kings where there's like five false endings. At one point, uh, <laughs> uh, the eagle Gwyer saves Woody Harrelson. He's about to, <laughs> he's about to, he's about to fail them all, <laughs> takes him away. <laughs> Wesley Snipes uh, goes on the, uh, that boat with like Bilbo and Frodo to oh, yeah. <laughs> the land of the undying. <laughs> He's earned his right amongst the elves and hobbits. Uh, and Rosie Perez is crowned king. Yeah, oh, she's, yeah. yeah she's crowned king. She gets yeah. to marry. She gets to marry a uh, Silk Kozar. Gets to marry Roger, the security guard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, just gonna say, before, I'm gonna preface this with some fun facts I read about White Men Can't Jump's casting. Uh, so before this movie uh, was released, people that were uh, up for the roles of Wesley Snipes uh, is Wesley Snipes' character were um, they were looking at Denzel Washington, but Denzel Washington was like, "No, I'm going to do Malcolm Malcolm X. I'm kind of too big for this type of role at one uh, right now." Uh, and the, the other person they were looking at was uh, actually the guy who played the security guard, Silk Cozart. Like they were one person, he was one person that was actually in the running because he apparently uh, knew Ron Shelton from, I guess, like Ron Shelton's days of playing basketball, like with like, you know, like he would just play like kind of like on Hollywood teams and stuff like locally with people. And Ron Shelton kind of came up with this idea for this film from his experiences of just playing basketball, like, you know, on the streets of LA with like random people and kind of how when you were on the court, like, it didn't matter, like, you know, who you were. It's like, you, it was all about the game. Like, you had to have game to, you know, to, to play or whatever. That's the only language they spoke or whatnot. Um, the uh, other person that was up for the Wesley Snipes role, it ultimately went to Wesley Snipes, of course. And I think he he's pretty great in this. I think it's pretty oh, difficult. Yeah. I, I couldn't really imagine anyone else kind of uh, achieving – his his combination of physicality and vulnerability in this movie 
Yeah. But uh, the other person that was up for it was uh, Larry Fishburne, L- Lawrence Fishburne, Fishbine or Fishburne, wow. yeah. which would have been like, I'm curious. I want to go into that alternate reality and see how his performance would have been. It would have been very different, I think. And just it's very it's very interesting. Um, Woody Harrelson's role, uh, he that role was almost played, the, I guess, like CAA or whatever, like the people. Uh, casting the movie they wanted Keanu Reeves to play that part and they tested him but he just didn't have like the physical chops for basketball he just wasn't a good basketball player Um, and uh, the other person that was up for it apparently or someone they tested was John Cusack and he just also didn't have like the physicality of Woody Harrelson it's a very like it's kind of like you don't realize how specific of uh, because it's not only was it like it wasn't that John Cusack wasn't physical because apparently he was like really big into kickboxing at the time, but you know, he just didn't have like the body for basketball apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the final weird casting thing was uh, originally uh, Rosie Perez's character was like a Southern lady, kind of like a rich, <laughs> uh, a rich Southern lady, like a Southern debutante. That's kind of like, uh, Oh, I'm going to be with this. I'm slumming it with Whitney Harrelson's character. And it was, uh, uh, Holly Hunter from Broadcast yes. News. Oh my god, that care that she was almost <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, there's an alternate reality yeah. where this is like Lawrence Fishburne, Keanu Reeves, and Holly Hunter. Holly like, Hunter. <laughs> so insane. all of them have like way lower energy, too. It's like yeah. Holly Hunter, very low energy. Uh, yes. you know, Lawrence Fensport, Gravitas, a little bit low energy. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Low, low energy. Yeah, uh, they they're they're so great. they're all interesting actors, but they oh, just yeah. yeah. But it's just it would have been such a different film. It'd be like a three-hour film, just them yeah. kind of hanging out. Like, yeah, just ca- they're playing horse. They're just kind of like <laughs> <all right>, H. <laughs> they're all yeah, great. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny though. Yeah, because when you say that too, it makes me think that like here's a, an interesting take. Like I think that like. Wesley Snipes could have played Keanu Reeves' character in Speed. Reeves oh, yeah. couldn't do yeah. uh, Snipes yeah. and White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That means fair. Yeah. Uh, so, Marcelina Graham, give me your, your Snipes. What do you think of Snipes' performance in this film? Oh, man. I think this is like, uh, this is what really helped me kind of see what he was capable of. I mean, he has like some really warm tender moments i mean of course these his charisma is off the charts his physicality is amazing but man like him as like a a family man like squeezed in between it was like really cool because he you felt like there's this whole other world to him and that one scene where you get to see him do like his construction worker job yeah you're like oh that's all i need like this guy like wesley snipes he and rosie perez were amazing it's funny i don't know i'd like to hear what you guys think i'm getting off snipes woody harrelson was great but he's not charismatic or really that likable to me i was i don't know he was a little annoying to me but wesley snipes was snipes was separately enjoyable and rosie perez doing her thing especially then i was like yeah that was great but i thought, I thought woody harrelson was charming i thought yeah um, yeah, I thought he was he was very good. I except for the racist part where he was like, 
black people want to look good then we're doing it ugly and i'm like okay a white dude wrote the script <laughs> uh-huh. like, what the yeah. fuck is this well i think the thing too is i think this i i will say i think that this and i could be wrong i could be reading it but i think that the character that character's dumb and i yeah. think it's clear yeah. that, yeah. Like, he's simple yeah. he's, yeah. he's yeah. dumb because he can, yeah. he can like read people in yeah a, oh he's yeah no but he, i think like he's not very good at at linear thinking yeah <laughs> well and he's also like not like i think like he's one of those guys that uh he's like a fuck up he's such a total like he doesn't really think that far in advance and he uh yeah i don't know there's something about like how the fact that he's able, then the, the fact, what's I think it's an interesting commentary too that the fact that like Snipes and Harrelson are kind of on the same in the same area, yeah. But I that guess. Snipes has to work so much harder for yeah. like to get his and like and then all of Snipes and all of Harrelson's problems he causes to himself. He yeah. brings yeah. it on. <laughs> so I think that's like an interesting commentary that Shelton brought mm-hmm. to that, where it's like, ah, uh, you know, like Harrelson, like you are you are a fool like you are you are like you are yeah and and he can coast on being a fool and i snipes cannot coast on being a fool he can't he can't he can't afford to do that i uh i i did notice i read it in wikipedia later but the the guy who coached them both in basketball was like woody harris harrelson is a slightly better basketball player and like the way harrelson was moving on the court I did not expect from him like in seeing his his other work like he's actually very graceful when he plays basketball Mm -hmm. I was impressed by by that I I was impressed by that even though I (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel that I think like he like they do like a real I feel like the look I'm not a sports genius uh, but I would argue that the sports is depicted the actual physicality of the sports is depicted much more like this. It looks more, far more realistic in white men can't jump than the baseball does in uh, yeah. Major league. It was, it was filmed really well. well honestly, yeah. It's a pretty, it's a good movie. Like it, it it's from 93. Yeah. 92. 92. So 92. There's all the. Oh, a lot of, a lot of jug luggage. Yeah. In the early nineties brings to the table, but. but uh, yeah, but I also one thing I enjoy like it does a good job of giving a sense of place, providing yes. a sense. Of, I th- and that, and then and Major League does this well too. I feel like that's what's missing in a lot of movies nowadays. Like I think about that meme that's been like uh, uh, popping up on Twitter, where like it's um, Tony Revolori from the Spider most recent Spider Man movie, and apparently all his scenes were shot on like blue green screen, even though like his scenes like take place like on a street and like at a party. Like he's not on like fucking planet Zorp or whatever the fuck is in (laughs) the Marvel universe. He's like literally at a party, but they were like, we would rather just do this green screen in case you want to have him somewhere else or something. And like, yeah, I think it's, it's a bummer. Like, and I, and I feel like there's something about just having like a lived in location. Like when you get that intro to white men can jump and you see like that weird Santa man doing yoga, and then, yeah. like, the beefy guy being beefy, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is, like, L.A. We're on Venice Beach. We're, like, yeah. this is, like, this this is, like, a place with texture. And, like, uh, yeah. 
and like uh, that just adds so much and then the fact that like all the basketball players like you really get the sense it feels like ron shelton just hired a bunch of dudes he played basketball with they all have like this sense of camaraderie like they play so well together yeah i think what i was a little surprised by is like i grew up in basketball land like north carolina and my my family's in kansas and like college basketball is big and that's probably what we would all play on recess and stuff so i have a i have a love of basketball even Mm. though if i'm not great at it but I was thinking like, man, basketball is not a really cinematic sport. Baseball is cinematic because oh, for sure. it, you could pace it. You have strike one, two, three. You have like home runs going like you could s- expand time. Mm-hmm. Basketball is all like boom, 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 boom. Like it's like one, two, three, go, go, go. I mean, at the end of this film, you get a slow motion slam dunk, which you have to set up the whole movie for. But what I enjoyed was like, the world is and that's what's good about this film is like it's, you're not watching it necessarily for these badass you the physicality but you're not like the games are not what's interesting it's the characters and the stakes of what they're playing um it's not like oh they better get this free throw or the whole thing's over so i was i think that you're exactly right i was like man i love this world this yeah. uh this street ball world um then the, yeah. i i really liked it all the creation of the world up until the, the 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 actual ending of the movie which is the jeopardy thing and then they like had oh, yeah. this weird tagged on thing where this he brought up it, it's patrick's point like he brought up this issue himself like all of mm-hmm. this is is self-created yeah and the weird it's the weirdest extra ending like they didn't need mm-hmm. it it would have been a much more fun movie to end with that stupid song and play the song over the credits uh, so, kept going so here's my take i kind of like that they they nuke they nuke like i because I, number one i'm glad that rosie Perea press like wises up and is like you know what i may love you you're a ding dong. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Yeah, <laughs> have yeah. fun. And I think there's just something like, uh, I, you know, I'm a sucker for like a tragic ending or like a character that can't like fix their flaws. There's something yeah. about that. And uh, and I because I think, you know, for better or worse, I think sometimes that's a little more true to life. Uh, and so I, I kind of in a weird way, as annoying as because it, it is annoying. It sucks. You're, I'm screaming at the TV and I'm like shaking. I'm shaking my, you know, I was going to say plasma, but it's not a plasma. It's LED, OLED. I don't know. Whatever the modern, my CRT, I'm shaking. I'm fixing the bunnies, the bunny ears on my CRTV in rage because, yeah. uh, you know, what he cannot, uh, you know, he can't help himself. And the fact that like Wesley Snipes calls him out. I love that Snipes is like, hey, can you help me? And, you know, and Woody agrees and Woody's like, why did you make me do this? And Snipes is like, dude, I didn't make you do anything. You, you should have agreed yeah. with your, with your <laughs> way, like uh-huh. right there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. And I think, God, like, I think it's like impressive in a movie when the, the, the voice of reason character, the straight man's an antiquated term, the voice of reason character, the like, uh, the guy who kind of ostensibly is like the good guy gets to like also be a little wily and like fun and like 
the fact that like yeah snipes adds his little flourishes to the character like the way he like you know disses people on the basketball court or like <laughs> the way that like you know ah, god because you get the sense too i feel like snipes must have like improvise some of his lines like i feel like not all of this oh, yeah. is just like you know coming from the pen of ron shelton or whatnot oh yeah <laughs> for sure for sure uh, uh, you know i feel like uh both of you are kind of onto the thing that i felt about it so it's like the best part and the worst part so i love the ending i do like the fact like he basically chooses between the love of his life or playing the game of his life like playing these yeah. la legends and that's really who he is. He's this cowboy basketball guy. And he can't admit it to himself. And Rosie Perez, her character, finally sees it. Like, he is, more than anything, he belongs to streetball. But the Jeopardy thing, I, I'm with you. It's a shaggy dog movie. There's the whole thing where they owe money to the mob. Oh, and that's, like, that part you could have maybe cut out oh, a little there's bit. There's so yeah. much you could cut. And if they had structured yeah. it better, then they could have had, like, why have two tournaments? Like, why yeah. is there two? That makes no sense. The one tournament, one Jeopardy game, just, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was not well-structured at all. Which that, is, yeah. It has nothing to do with Wesley Snipes' performance. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. obnoxious how poorly structured this movie is. That is totally fair. It is definitely <laughs> not a, yeah, it is not a well-structured film. I'm like, I am of the point, I am of the mind at this point. I feel like I've seen so many similarly structured movies for the Academy Academy that um <laughs> sometimes this uh sometimes people's maybe it's like an maybe like someone's incompetence is another man's uh like uh oh this is different i'm this is a different flavor i don't know like yeah. you know uh you know hot dogs and bananas okay i'll try it that's new <laughs> I haven't had this before. Yeah. but uh but i but i, I like yeah, yeah. well i don't mind that either i don't mind it going down this kind of weird digressions and stuff yeah but i feel like it was maybe just a little too Bloat, like there's too much going on that's fair it's uh, yeah it's like it's almost it's at this weird and was point. she pregnant were they did they imply that she was pregnant at the top which is why he was getting her pitas and hummus and there was like he threw her food he's like i got you peanut pita and hummus and health food you got to eat the health food now why are you drinking like he was like why are you drinking and then they just kind of dropped that oh i didn't realize that maybe that is true i don't know that is like a weird if that uh, I don't think she's pregnant, but if she is, that's weird. Yeah. I think that's very weird. Um, yeah, she, yeah, like I, I was not sure what that. It would. Yeah. I just remember being little, and everybody's like, "This is the best movie," and then I finally uh -huh. watched it, and I'm like, "It's fine." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fair. You know what? I feel like this movie. Um, it's so funny because I feel like this movie was underhyped for a long time, and people didn't like know about it. And I feel like it's having a moment right now, especially with the Oscars. So perhaps the opposite is happening a little bit, where it's getting like overhyped. It's like people are saying, uh, you know, this is like the best sports movie ever made. Which like, Dune, that's, like who Dune can... is the best sports <laughs> movie ever made. Wait, what did you say, Dune? <laughs> I love it when, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Samuel Jackson as Coach Carter has the whole team, the sandworm riding team together. They're in a still suit. That's not a lot of range of motion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the University of Texas El Paso sandwormers. We can do this. <laughs> You tip. Uh, 
Oh man. Uh, yeah, no, I think um, both movies. Uh, yeah, flawed films. Both also have some interesting stuff. I think I actually like think that White Man Can't Jump is like. It's shaggy. I understand that. It definitely has flaws, but I do enjoy. I think it's just part of it is that like it's um, I'm like so movies from like this time I've finally gotten to a point for me where they feel like fresh again. Um, like I saw someone post another God just taking all my stuff from random Twitter posts that I, I will not. I refuse yeah. to I refuse to say who posted them. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Don't give uh, them credit. Not give them credit. No way. No, this is my idea. But like, uh, I think Our someone. platform. Yeah. Actually, it might have been like Nick Pinkerton or something. One of those film Twitter uh, guys. But they like were like watching Rush Hour on a on a uh, plane. They were like, wow, this movie is so vibrant and colorful. Like they were like, <laughs> I think there is something to be said about like, I think like just stuff is like i think like netflix is kind of like uh the just the house style is kind of weak right now and so the house style of the 90s in comparison uh i don't know it just works for me i'm like it's like catnip to me just seeing people wearing weird yeah. these weird outfits and like oh, the, the and outfits like, i oh. was dead i loved it oh it dude so I, I, the spit the bike shorts the oh, yeah the older dude with the gray beard wearing a crop top. Snipes, <laughs> Snipes can pull off overalls. It's, yeah. it's impressive. He yeah. looks great. He yeah. is like insane. He looks insane. And then like the parental advisory shirt that Willie Harrell's. <laughs> oh, he's dressed like like people are dressed now. That's what he's it's like. It's so oh, crazy. Yeah. They're like, like yeah, it was ahead of its time uh, <laughs> in terms of outfits. Um. <laughs> They're, the Snipes and, and Harrelson's chemistry is really is fantastic. Like they, oh, yeah. they yeah. seem like bros. They seem like friends, and that's it's, the most obvious thing I could say about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's like this thing too, where it, like yeah. uh, Woody Harrelson or Wesley Snipes does a really good job of. Um, he like you get the sense that even though he like you know rightfully so conned Woody Harrelson's character, like he's like he has a soft spot for this dingus and he can't help but help and he does a really good job of demonstrating that like relationship where it's like it's like i don't know why i want to keep helping you but maybe it's just because i'm like a there's something in my heart i don't know it's like he does a good job of demonstrating that sort of like you know that that push and pull that you know that a lot of people have when they see like a a ding dong yeah Wesley Snipes has this great look after their first encounter where he watches the guy. And I think he almost gives like a, a smile yeah. where it's almost like finally someone I can ball with. He may also think like that may be where he comes up I'm with this scheme. I'm going to get him back. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like he finally has his foil. And I think he kind of recognizes that, like, uh, which is a cool thing to see where, you know, maybe he's been wanting someone to challenge him or someone that he can you know but their back and forth is so funny like you know i got school too and i was like no there's no way they hustled woody harrelson out of the 1500 bucks and then it's like oh shit i he was with Garcia perez i was yeah. with perez i was like <laughs> that's a lot of money that he put down to have a bad day when they were like uh-huh. doing 800 whatever to go to uh-huh. 1700 i was like mm-hmm What's going on here? <laughs> it's brutal. Um, hey, uh, just a shout out to the uh, 
the costume designer for this. It's, her name is Francine Jameson Tanchuk, who also did the costume design for Boomerang, A Low Down Dirty Shame, and Courage Under Fire. Hey! Nice variety. Boomerang yeah. rules. Underrated film. Uh, I think it, yeah. Uh, uh, Patrick, to your point, too, like with the Netflix and all that, I mean, it's a common complaint among stuff, film people, which I think is fair, like hmm. the the homogenization of style and uh yeah it is it is nice to and that's one of the things i did like about major league that it was such a classically shot movie like a lot of beautiful long lenses and stage like it's very blocked and oh yeah uh, the locker room scene i all the locker room scenes were shot really cool i thought that yeah 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 so i mean and then you know white men can jump as as this like it's not they don't go all the way documentary style but it has that energy and it's uh but it felt composed and put together uh, yeah was, was uh, well nice. cinematographers russell boyd who did like a master and commander <laughs> damn <laughs> same yeah. dude it's wild yeah impressive and he did i think he like is like a peter ware guy so he did uh-huh. like um let's see you know what i'm gonna not do that thing where i just go on wikipedia and list a bunch of stuff he does i'm gonna re- ah! Oh, I'll say he did. He did Crocodile Dundee. I'll leave it at that. that, Yeah, yeah, which everyone remembers that the cinematography of Crocodile. That is the one thing. Yeah, everyone remembers. It's like up there with Citizen Kane in terms Uh of importance. The way that they shot that knife, like I can't, like man, I can't get out of my head. It was a knife in that movie. I don't remember because the cinematography was so fantastic. (laughs) When they do that close-up shot, that Dutch angle close-up of uh, Paul Hogan putting a shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> I knew I was watching cinema history when <laughs> oh, they use that drone shot of him uh, doing another Australian uh, stereotype. I'm like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is cinema. This is art. I'm with mm-hmm. This is, yeah, move over Bellatar. There's a new... <laughs> <laughs> the new cinematic genius in town and his name is uh, paul hogan uh, who i assume directed it wrote it uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah he did everything um russell boyd's actually paul hogan's uh you know it's kind of like how like steve soderberg has a fake name yeah. or when he does his editing peter andrews that's his uh, russell boyd's his uh, fake name for cinematography oh, my god. Uh, oh god uh we're out of gelson's uh <laughs> out of gelson's we're towards the end of uh You're doing the great. end. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gosh. did great. Thank you. I am like, it's we I don't like responsibility. I don't like I feel uh, yeah, I don't either. I, I don't like, like driving. Yep. I feel like uh <laughs> was it uh Roger Rabbit in like the in like a Roger Rabbit short where he has to like watch the baby and then like the baby except you guys are great. The babies are great in this scenario. <laughs> but I it's like I'm doing all the Pratt the Roger Rabbit Pratt balls to myself without uh-huh. the baby doing like i'm bringing on the i'm putting my hand in the toaster for no reason uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are both roger rabbit and baby you wow. are full oh yeah. man i am my third eye has opened i yeah. see all now i am i am roger rabbit i am the baby <laughs> uh, <laughs> 2001 I'm, i would love me if the 2001 a space odyssey uh Star Child was the smoking baby for Roger Rabbit. And that's like, hey, Twitch Simon Space, what gives? <laughs> uh, see, that's uh, Don Saunders. That's couldn't cinema. Do that. Yeah, no way. <laughs> no, he couldn't think of that. Uh, okay, so we're, um, 
at towards the end, we've talked about both movies in length. Uh, we're going to now uh, pick our favorite supporting actor who we will give the lauded Harrelson award. Uh, usually uh, in the past, it was uh, the Kazale for Al Pacino. And before the Kazale, oh my goodness, what did we call it before the Kazale? The Tucci, the Tucci. So it's like the, because like, you know, Tucci worked a lot with Meryl. Kazale worked a lot with uh, Pacino. And Harrelson has uh, done, he's done two films with Wesley, but there aren't that many actors that have like done consistent. I guess there's other actors we could have chosen, but it's too late. It's the Harrelson. Uh, I will go first with my choice for my favorite supporting uh, role. Um. I'm trying to think of who I picked last time. I might have picked Rosie Perez last time. I'm not sure. She's incredible in this. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to do a deep cut because, you know, this is my second go around and I can do that. I'm going to give my Harrelson to none other than Pete Yukovich of Major League, who played the New York. He is an actual baseball player. He was the bad guy. He was like the, the heavy in the movie. He was like the New York Yankees. And he's like, he had the big handlebar mustache. He's a mean no. jerk. He's the one who got like uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, you know, miss his first. Uh, he got him out initially. And that first time he got on base. And I love that um, he's number one, like a real baseball player getting that brought came in and brought him for that role. And he just, he fits the role of a bat of a, of a baseball heavy. So well, it's such a specific role that needs to be filled and he fills it with a plum. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm glad that he was in the movie and uh, it's a bummer that he didn't get to play like weird toughs. And like, I would have loved to see Pete Yukovich and like Dick Tracy or some shit, like <laughs> playing that, I don't know, baseball face or whatever <laughs> horrible villain in that movie. Oh um, so uh, I'm going to give it to Pete Yukovich. Uh, uh, Marcelina, who is your Harold? Um, obviously Dennis Haysbert, because he- uh, you- he did a great job, and uh, uh, hail, hail Joe Boo. Yeah, hail Joe Boo. He cried. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Haysbert rules. He's so good in Heat, too. God damn. He's great. He's, yeah. he's, he's under, he's under appreciated, I think. Yeah, I'm going to get Allstate. Changing my yeah, insurance. All, yeah. <laughs> should all change right now. Yeah. Yep. In good uh, hands. Yeah, in good hands. Mm, not good hands. Terrible yeah. hands at Allstate. Uh, don't eat their ham. Uh, <laughs> Graham, what is your Harold after that horrible joke? What, yeah. what is uh, your Harrelson, sir? Well, I'm in the same kind of neighborhood as you guys. Uh, problematic these days, but I really enjoyed Charlie Sheen in Major League. <laughs> he's good. I, he is good. He is, is good. He is, and he and Wesley Snipes had a really cool energy together. They were really, and seeing Charlie Sheen not. Like he he could play cool and funny, and his entrance in uh, Major League is amazing. Like it's such a great payoff when they call him in when the in the final game and they play Wild Thing. I'm like, man, now that's a good that's some good cinema. I mean, yeah, he has it, like I, a, I think he has the best of all the baseball players. He has the most interesting arc. Yeah, and so also- it's a very it's a very old thing, you know, like in that thing you do like the simplest solution was like you know that thing you do just speed up the song and you'll have a great hit and it's like yeah. hey that that pitcher that's really fast but inaccurate just give him a pair of glasses or <laughs> put your hair down and it'll be beautiful it's like oh i love cinema just like 
just give that guy some glasses. I love I love how like for some reason when he puts on the glasses, all I can think of is that like a uh, descendant, the descendants uh album cover. Oh, yeah, like yeah, Milo yeah. goes to college, like uh-huh. <laughs> just for some reason. I was like, Yeah, this is he's Milo come to life. Yeah, oh, it's very punk rock, yeah. Oh, uh, that haircut, I, I want it. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's really cool. <laughs> Man, uh, the rare non-Wesley Snipes haircut I want. Uh, oh, yeah. a Wesley Snipes <laughs> film. Uh, oh man. Okay. We've all picked our support, our Harrelsons. Important moment. Uh, we're out of Gelson. We've been out of Gelson's for a while. Now we're going into Walgreens. What? <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell the cashier what our favorite, our favorite uh, Harrelson, which, which Wesley Snipes per, uh, performance is going to move on to the next round, to the semifinals. Uh, in this Wesley Snipes bracket, uh, I will go first with my uh, pick. The two choices are Major League and White Men Can't Jump. Uh, I'm going to say that while Major League, it's impressive what Wesley Snipes does with that performance, given how little meat is on that bone comparatively, to, especially compared to other roles that he has had in this uh, bracket. Um, I think the obvious pick here is white men can jump uh, just because like he has more to do and he uh, rises to the occasion. Uh, I think it is. I would almost argue that white men can jump might it might be the role to beat. Like it's a really I think like it's one of these. Um, I think it's one of the uh, performances. It's one of the most multi-dimensional roles that Wesley Snipes has had up to this up to this point and beyond. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to White Men Can't Jump. Uh, Marcelina, what is your choice? Uh, I, I will also give it to White Men Can't Jump uh, and Major League can be burned, burned with fire and mm. the ashes scattered to the four winds. Mm, hopefully some of those ashes <laughs> land in Cleveland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I love, yeah, yeah. For not Milwaukee, one though. thing, one thing would have been in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, one thing would have been in Cleveland. Yeah. We get one moment of Major League that actually took place in Cleveland. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fitting that the Cleveland movie isn't shot in Cleveland. That it's just, highly like, uh-huh. populist that the Cleveland movie wasn't shot in Cleveland. Yeah, it's very Cleveland esque. It's very there's something very Cleveland esque about that. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, in a nutshell, okay. Um, Cleveland Rock. Cleveland does rock. Mm, Drew Carey, sir. Mm. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, Graham, yeah. <laughs> it is uh, your turn. Uh, yeah, my 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 useless vote. Um, oh yeah, true. So I mean, I I will say like I did enjoy Major League, and that's not to, to deny any of the the problems that it has. I think it's I really enjoyed, and I'm I'm in this place where I'm enjoying watching uh, how cinema is constructed, like how to put together shots to tell a story and to mm. vary your visual language. So as far as like just filmmaking, as far as like craft, like how to execute a story and how to tell that in a visual way and how to have characters change and have a payoff. I really enjoyed how the craft behind major league, uh, I can't defend the many cultural problems and it's, it's embarrassing. I don't want to even say some of the things that yeah, they course. did. Uh, but I just want to say, like, as for crafts, uh, I think it's a pretty cool thing to 
look at. There's, there are better movies that we can look to for this this particular yeah. phenomenon. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying like go check out Major League. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying like if you want to learn cinema, there's only one film you need to see, uh, and that's Major League. That's yeah. Major League. If you Major League and and, and Crocodile yeah. Dundee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, this is what uh, I think uh, that was kind of the majority of my enjoyment of it. It's like, oh, man, just a kind of yeah. bread, bread and butter uh, movie making. Um, it is. Yeah, it is interesting that, just to see like how a film uh, was like kind of like what the what the in-house style of the 80s was compared to the in-house style of the 90s and the in-house style of the 2010s, 2020s. The Goonies, the Goonies I will argue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, not yeah. The same, it's not the same old style. I know what you're getting at, though. Like that old vaudeville It had that vaudeville feel with the punchiness and the quickness of the scenes. Oh, that's actually a really um, good point. Yeah, vaudeville yeah. is a good... It's like that, that weird Marx... Marx... Yeah, Marx Brothers. I've been yeah. reading Marx... <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting you're sitting there and like i'm like i'm like pitching this like class interpretation you're like i don't want to even talk to you i don't even want to talk about it yeah i mean maybe i don't want to i don't want to be an apologist for major league because white man can jump is the, the um superior wesley snipes performance i think it's the one i keep thinking about and it's mm-hmm. the one that if i watch it again in five to ten years i'm gonna be like Wow, didn't really notice that the first time. Major League, you're gonna get the same thing every time you see it. It's something like your grandpa probably watches, you know, when he wants to go to sleep. Um, yeah, apt. That's an apt. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Grandpa's going to bed. <laughs> the, the, the way things used to be. Ooh, yeah, feels bad. Uh, so yeah, I'll just make it. Well, three for three. I mean, White Man Can't Jump uh, was surprising and uh, definitely not what I expected it to yeah. be. Yeah. We're okay. We're moving it on. It yeah. is white men can't jump. It is moving yeah. forward. Three a three o three o triple kill. Uh, wonderful. I'd watched the first episode of the Halo TV show and it was so bad. I, oh no! Oh I no! Was such a not a oh man, not a good, not a good, not even Wesley. There's Snipes a Halo TV show. It's it's so weird. Uh, that like halo has become so popular that there's like a tv show on paramount plus that like and it's basically just like space witcher that's kind of like the which is like and it's fine i don't know i'm not going to continue watching it i think uh Red versus blue man that's all you need to watch right the original yeah. halo tv show oh that's, that's true that's an old whatever i don't even know i don't know what that I, i'm hey. such a I, I, it's, I it's old internet videos from back when Halo was like a new thing. Oh, Red versus Blue. I thought you said Blue Man Group. Yeah, I was no, like, no, Red, no. Red versus Blue Man Group. Red versus Blue Man Group is a very funny <laughs> premise, and people have to. We're gonna pitch that yeah. to Tubi as long as yeah. Evil Ted Lasso. We got a slate. <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, Thursdays, we've got Evil Ted Lasso followed by Red versus Blue Man Group. <laughs> Can Master Chief hunt every member of Blue Man Group in the Las Vegas? Tune in and find out. Um, uh, Grizzly. Um, now is the portion of the podcast where we play a little fun, silly game, and the game is Snipe Sprites. Uh, here's the premise of the dang game. Uh, you are the uh, head, you're the major domo of uh, Hollywood Horror Nights. You're the president, the dean of Hollywood Horror Nights. I don't know what the exact position is, but uh, you are given a haunted house that you must uh, theme based on a Wesley Snipes film. 
which film do you choose and what would be some of the frights and freakout moments in said haunted house? Uh, I can go first if you guys want a little time to think. Uh, trying to think of what my, cause like there's here, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what, so it's going to be Blade, but hear me out. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's Blade Trinity and it's a behind the scenes of Blade Trinity. It's Ooh. a haunted house where you are an intern on the Blade Trinity, you go in, and the character you're assigned basically is you're an intern on the Blade Trinity film shoot, which was famously a very negative film shoot. <laughs> Wesley Snipes was not is that happy. Ryan is that Ryan Reynolds and yeah. Neil? Oh, oh yeah, man. Ryan Reynolds, Patton Oswalt. Uh, Wesley oh, wow. Snipes was not happy. He hated David S. Goyer at this time. So you would have <laughs> to, there would be moments where you'd try to have to get, uh, it's like a psychological horror thing where you'd have to try to get Wesley Snipes out of his trailer. He's not coming. The director's <laughs> pissed off at you. He's taking it out on you. You go into another room. You're put, you're locked on a table. You're like strapped down and you're forced to listen to uh, Ryan Reynolds riff for seven minutes. Nah. <laughs> you have to listen to, you know, uh, you know, you're going to throw up. You're going to cry. You're going to like, please leave me. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, it, there's a happy ending though. Uh, Wesley Snipes invites you into his trailer and you get to, and the actor who plays him, he's like, you know, want to smoke a bowl with me? And you get to smoke a bowl with Wesley, an actor oh, yeah. playing Wesley Snipes at the very end. Kids aren't allowed. 10, if you're over t- <laughs> under 10, you no know smoke in the bowl. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're an adult, go to town. Uh, there we go. That's my insane. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, because I'd be horrified. Yeah, because you'd, you'd be chased by uh, an, a, a giant uh, assistant director who's uh-huh. like, where's Wesley Snipes? <laughs> David Escoyer. Mine is kind of similar. I mean, because one of the last performances I saw of his I really enjoyed was uh, Dolomite is My Name. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, wow. So so you're in that building where they set up production where there's like lights that are like shooting out sparks and all that stuff. And then maybe some debt collectors are going to come and scare you or you got to (laughs) like, you got to like hold the boom over some rickety stairwell or something like that. Or I love that. And then you got to get in between, like, uh, uh, Dolomite and the director. Like, there's a fight that goes on that just erupts. Nah. Then, uh, also like, psychological Ray drama. Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's, the building could be falling apart. That's a primary thing. You're afraid the building's going to fall down. But then you just have the, the like, you have like, the tension oh, yeah. of film production right there. Oh, for sure. And it's like, you know, hey, look, uh, this is not the cleanest set. And suddenly a bunch of, like, little rats come out. Yeah. You're like, ah! But by the way, I love his performance in that, and I laughed out loud. I don't know if you guys have seen my Dolomite is my name, but oh yeah, they they shoot in the last. It's Go basically that it. he he's shooting. He's the director, and as soon as they get the last cut, he's like, "We got it, we got it, cut." I'm out. Like he just walks. He packs up his stuff and walks out the door as soon as the last frame of the film is shot and i was laughing so hard like and that's another physical thing he's like i'm out of here dude later bye <laughs> yeah no he was um it was it, it, it was very it almost won because it was in the bracket and it, uh had it not been against uh tu wong fu uh, oh wow it yeah. would have it would have yeah. moved forward i think it's an incredible because like those are two those are just two really good. That was a tough bracket because he's really yeah. Wesley Snipes is like incredible in that movie. But he's so too, good in that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's a good. Yeah, it was a tough bracket. It was a tough bracket. Yeah. Mar- uh, well, Mar- he's competing with him, Eddie yeah. Murphy story too. <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, yeah. So Dolomite is my name, Haunted House. Love that Dolomite is my name, Haunted House. That is a good, good choice. Marcelina, what is your Haunted House? What is your... your Expendables your... 3. <laughs> <laughs> the horrific decay of the patriarchy. Uh, <laughs> you're getting chased by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, like the, the amount of, you know, hair plugs and Viagra and... <laughs> all those great jokes for these yeah uh, i'm just i'm scared thinking about it oh man yeah being in a room with like sean clown van damme Dolph lundgren sylvester stallone wesley snipe like just like all 50 of those that, that would be a lot that'd it's, be a lot to handle it's like, it's like the oh this is me it's like the 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 flesh monster from uh from Dan's labyrinth but yeah. a, a bunch of guys in a room uh-huh. <laughs> i was i was thinking yeah. it's like uh, akira when like tetsuo explodes into a giant pile of uh-huh. flesh yeah. and it's just but it's just like yeah, a bunch of very meaty men uh there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of flesh a lot of flesh yeah. a lot Additional protein parts and you know <laughs> so much protein. Please try my protein shake. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I want to yeah. be smelt. <laughs> yeah, HGH, come on, just yeah. inject you. Come on, just one more, just one, <laughs> one more. <laughs> You'll get cast in Eternals. <laughs> I don't know if it's Botox or HGH. I can't tell. <laughs> oh no, I did the wrong one. My face. <laughs> my face is so muscular. Huh? <laughs> I got the Robert Zadar. Uh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, oh heavens. Yeah, very good. Um. Good news. We're all been hired by Universal. Uh, oh, wow. We're going we're gonna to lead Horror Nights. It's all Wesley Snipes themed, so we have to think of 20 more ideas. <laughs> okay. We can do that later, though. We'll do that later off the off mic. Uh, <laughs> we're, um, man, record time. End of the show. Yeah. Great. Uh, a great spelt episode with wonderful kind guests. Uh, thank you guys so much for suffering through my uh, my my goofy pratfalls and uh, dingling about. Uh, Marcelina, where can we find uh give us some plugs? What what oh yeah, uh I'm at the death of Marat on Instagram. Ooh. Uh and I and that's good enough. Uh you can watch Super Giant Robot Brothers on Netflix. Ooh. I wrote on that. And th- that's all I that's all I know. Ooh, I love this is the rare episode where like both of the guests are very much real people with real jobs. And I appreciate that. <laughs> it's very good. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and Graham, uh, one more plug on the way out. What, uh, what, oh, can you, yeah. what do you want to plug? Yeah, um, I occasionally tweet, you know, follow me uh, at Twitter at Graham High. Um, a lot of dad jokes and a lot of retweets of film jokes. Uh, a lot of Ernest P. Whirl content. I don't know. Yeah, that- yeah I like you. I like your. I like your content. You're like a. You're like the one normal guy I follow. I need. I need some. I need some normality. I need that. Like, because I feel like I follow like, like a, a coterie of unhinged freaks on Twitter. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and which is fine. I love my yeah, unhinged yeah. freaks. I'm one of them. But like, uh, but uh, it's yeah. good to have like occasionally be like, hey, it's 
we're not all just like nihilistic uh, monsters that are think the world's going to end immediately. There's someone here yeah. with a family. There are yeah. there are good humans on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel very lame. I'm like, ooh, this is a good joke about bottles, man. This is gonna feel yeah. Oh, Three yeah. likes, I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, that's that's what I do. Uh, I love it. I love yeah. bring more jokes about bring them back. Bring back the jokes about bottles. Uh, I'll yeah. start saying them even though I don't have a kid. So it'll just be very. Yeah. It'll be like I just have like a bottle fetish or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a weird. I'm a I'm a bottler. I'm in the I'm bottling a... community. <laughs> oh man, no shade, no shade. Bottling's yeah. probably wonderful. Who knows? Uh, maybe we start a grand adventure there. Um, <laughs> This has been a wonderful pod. Thank you all so much. And uh, from the Academy Academy to y'all, we bid you adieu. Goodbye. Bye.